Hello everyone and welcome to another Chatterbug stream. My name is Max Roberts. Let's learn some English. It's time for another Q&A. Some of you have sent in some questions already and I will be answering these questions first. Um, you can still ask questions in the chat. I will try and answer them during the stream. So remember, uh, I will answer the questions that have been asked in the chat already first, and then after that, I will try and answer some more questions that you all ask in the chat. So, welcome to the stream, everyone. Good to see you. Uh, before we start, I would love to draw your attention to the support button. Um, it's the little button at the bottom with the heart and the hand. Of course, Chatterbug is completely free, so your support is very, very much appreciated by all of us streamers. So. Uh, just something to remember when you're watching a stream. Now, the first question was from Diana J. And the question was about the difference between which versus what. What is the difference between which versus what? Now, Diana J uh, comes from Spanish-speaking country. And what I understand is that in Spanish, you use which a lot more than we do in English. You use the word qual. Uh, so for, you know, what is your favorite color? In English, I would say, what is your favorite color? But in Spanish, you would say, which is your favorite color? So to give you some help, here's the difference in English and why we use which versus why we use what. So which is your favorite color and what is your favorite color? are two different sentences. Which is your favorite color means out of this selection here. So if you're showing me two colors, which is your favorite color out of the two? Then I would say, ooh, I like yellow. Or you've painted on the wall lots of different color samples. Which is your favorite color? Oh, I like green, I like red. Uh, I like the more, I like the darker one, I like the brighter one. Whereas what is your favorite color means out of any color that exists, out of any color. Uh, so what is your favorite color just generally means out of literally any color that I can think of. So do you understand the difference? Which is more of a narrow selection versus what, which means out of everything. Um, which ice cream, cream flavor do you want? Would suggest there's six or seven in front of me and I go, oh, I want that one. What ice cream flavor do you want? Is saying out of any ice cream flavor ever, which one would you like? Um, but to make it confusing, there are examples where we use both. So something like what airline do you like using and which airline do you like using? I would say this you can use both, and I think it's because it's in the sort of middle ground between endless possibilities and a few possibilities. So um, if I said, what airline do you like using? I guess I'm thinking, you know, there are lots and lots of different options, but which airline do you like using? Because there's probably, what, 200 airlines or something? I don't know how many airlines there are, but there is a limit. So what airline do you like using or which airline do you like using? You can say both. But generally, what is used for, you know, where there's no specific option, whereas which we use when you're presenting different options. 
the next question was from Anna, and it was about present perfect or present perfect continuous. Uh, so these are two different tenses, um, and let's look at some examples. So he's worked at the company since 2009, uh, is present perfect. He's worked at the company since 2009, or he's been working at our company since 2009. Now in this example, they mean the same thing. He's worked at the company since 2009. He's been working at the company since 2009. So in this one, there's not a difference. But I'll show you an example where there is a different meaning. I've been reading the book you recommended, or I've read the book you recommended. I've been reading the book you recommended, or I've read the book you recommended. What's the difference? Well. I've been reading the book you recommended, to me, suggests that you are still reading it. You haven't finished the task. Whereas, I've read the book you recommended suggests you've finished the task. So, I've been reading the book you recommended, I'm still reading the book. I've read it means I've finished it and I've put it away. And I, you know, either enjoyed it or I didn't. So, I've been reading means I'm still doing it. Or I've read the book means I've stopped reading it. Um, let me show you another example where there's different meaning. She's been working hard, so she's tired. Now, she's been working hard would suggest that she's working harder than normal. So... Normally she works hard, but she's been working hard means right now, in the last few weeks or in a specific time, she's been working hard. She's worked harder than she usually does. Whereas if I just say she's worked hard, that probably means since the beginning for the whole time. So she's been working, present perfect continuous. We're talking about either a task we're doing right now or something that is temporary. Whereas present perfect is used for uh, sort of completed tasks or not something temporary. Uh, my next question was from Kalinka. Kalinka wanted to know the difference between you have to, you have got to, you must, and you need to. Now, they all mean something quite similar, um, but let's talk about the small differences. So, you have to versus you must. I would say you have to is more force, you don't have a choice, because everyone says so. Whereas you must is more like I say so. So, you have to, everyone, and the law is saying there's something you have to do, whereas you must that's more what I think you have to do. So, you have to go to school. You're saying everyone says, like the law says you have to. You're not allowed not to go. Whereas if I said, oh, you must go to school, that means the person maybe thinks, I don't really want to go anymore. Um, I'm going to drop out of school. And I'm saying, no, that's a bad idea. You must go to school. That's my opinion. That's what I think you should do. You must go to school. Next up, 
You need to, and you have got to. So you need to choose your friends more carefully. You need to choose your friends more carefully. Means,、um, I would say it's like a warning.、Uh, so you need to do this. Really, you need to stop acting that way, or you need to pay more attention in class. It's sort of me saying, "I've seen that you're doing the wrong thing, and I think I'm telling you what the right thing is."、Uh, it's like a warning. Look, I can see you doing one thing that's bad, and really, you should be doing this instead. So you need to do this. It sort of feels like you're saying, "I've noticed you've been doing the wrong thing, and I want you to do the right thing." And then you have got to, is like saying, "I've noticed this is something you do." So you have got to stop talking with your mouth full. To me, that's saying I've noticed you talk with your mouth full a lot. So you've got to stop, and it's quite strong and it's a bit rude. Oh, you've got to stop doing that. You have got to stop doing this thing that you always do. You've got to stop handing in your homework late. That means I know that you often hand in your homework late. Um. The next question was from Susan Ram, who is preparing for an IELTS exam. Good luck on your IELTS. And it was, what books do you recommend for conversation? What books do you recommend for conversation? Now, this isn't easy because I don't think books are the best way to learn conversation. Conversation, the best way to learn conversation is to have a conversation.、Um, What I understand in the IELTS exam is they will ask your opinion on subjects. So I don't have any specific books, but I would say maybe read interviews or maybe watch interviews might be even better. So watch people doing interviews. You will see how people express their opinion about different topics.、Uh, so I would say that is the best thing.、Um, right. So those were the questions that got sent in before. Um, now let's look at some questions that have been asked since. So Mona asked me, "Hello Max, can you tell me the best way to improve English? Do something every day and do something different every day. Read a book one day, watch a film the next day, have a conversation the next day, watch a stream the next day, take a quiz the next day. So always do different things on every day." Of the week, of course, Chatterbug Streams is a great thing, a great way to improve your English. But I would also recommend reading because on Chatterbug Streams you don't get to read so much.、Um, and I would suggest trying to talk to someone, maybe text an English friend, or、um, maybe do a video call with someone who speaks English,、um, or practice with your friends and say, "Let's speak English now," even if it's not our native language. I would say. Uh, that's the best way. So I don't have any specific books.、Um, sorry, I don't.、Uh, I don't have any specific methods to improve other than to try lots of different techniques.、Uh, Sveta, Sveta says, what is the difference between cook and make when we are talking about food? I have heard to make a salad, but to cook meat. Thanks in advance. That's a really good question, actually. So to cook something is to actually heat something up.、Um, and I'm going to write this in a slide for you. So cooking involves heat, whereas、uh, making doesn't 
have to. Okay, so uh, cooking involves heat, making doesn't have to. So cooking, you can, cooking always involves some kind of heat, uh, like cooking a, a soup, cooking, a, you know, cooking is about, I'm in the kitchen, I'm putting something on the oven, in the oven to make it warm and I'm putting ingredients together. Make a salad, you don't cook a salad because salad you just chop up and put together. So cooking is always about adding heat. Whereas make a salad uh, doesn't have to. And you can make a cake, um, but um, really, if you're talking about actually heating up something, you wouldn't, if you're talking about something that you're not heating up, you wouldn't say cook. So you don't cook sushi, you make sushi because it's cold. Um, whereas you cook uh, in the kitchen you cook, I'm cooking in the kitchen, um, and I'm making soup. And also cooking is just like general, I don't say like I'm cooking a soup, I would say I'm cooking, oh, what are you making? A soup. Does that make sense? So what are you doing? I'm cooking, that means I'm using heat to prepare food. Um, next question, Kolud asks, please would you name movies or entertaining ones to improve my speaking skills? Um, ooh, that's a good question. Please, could you name movies and entertaining ones to watch or improve my speaking skills? Now, the thing with movies is, in a lot of movies, people don't speak the way they do in real life. Like, if you watch, you know, a historical film, they don't speak how we speak today. Or if you watch a um, like, if you watch like an action movie, you're not going to be really using a lot of those um, those terms. You're not going to be like, go in the building and shoot, shoot, shoot. Like we don't talk like that. So, so I would say movies. It's dangerous. It's difficult. Um, but you're best off choosing sort of comedies uh, and things set in like the modern day. But really, I would say the best thing to watch is to watch real situations. So I would say you could watch like interviews on TV um, and maybe sort of talk shows on TV are really good as well. Um, so my favorite is the Graham Norton show. Uh, in fact, I'm going to type that in. Uh, the Graham Norton show. And this is, uh, the Graham Norton Show is uh, a Brit, uh, he's an Irish interviewer. He's an Irish interviewer and he interviews stars. He interviews like Hollywood celebrities and singers and they all just talk together. And so you get a good idea of how people actually speak with each other. Um, so that's good. Uh, and then Doro, what Doro said is actually also a really good idea. Movies for kids is a good start. Um, so I agree, I think kids movies they speak in an easier way. They use language that adults don't necessarily use that's easier. So they're not going to be using hard legal language or like, you know, it's not set in a courtroom and there's or politi political language. Um, so you could definitely watch, I would say, like Pixar movies, like Toy Story uh, or Monsters, Inc. or Finding Nemo or Coco. Like, these are really, really good. So I think, Pix I really like Pixar films. So I'm gonna say Pixar movies, such as uh, Toy Story or 
um, what was good, uh, Finding Nemo, or um, Coco was good, any of these, Ratatouille, great film. Uh, and I think this will help because they're not using such advanced English. So Pixar movies like Toy Story, Finding Nemo, Coco, or Ratatouille, all really good films. Uh, so check those out. Kalud says uh, that she's making a pasta salad right now. Absolutely. You say, I'm making pasta salad. We don't say, I'm cooking pasta salad. We say, I'm making pasta salad because cooking is, uh, you can't cook like a soup, or you can't cook, um, you can't cook a dish. You could say I'm cooking some pasta. You can say something generally, um, and that means like I'm heating up. Oh, what are you cooking? Pasta. Um, but I wouldn't say like I'm cooking a soup, or I'm cooking, um, I'm cooking lasagna. I wouldn't say that. I would say I'm making lasagna. Good. Um, if anyone has any more questions, please do ask them in the chat now because I haven't got any more questions to answer. And uh, obviously, if I haven't got any questions, then I haven't uh, got a reason to stay in the stream. Uh, so if you have any more questions, please ask them now in the chat, and I will stay in the chat for a few more minutes while I wait for you to send me some more questions. So do send some questions. If you want me to answer anything now, I'm gonna give you a few more minutes uh, and I will keep talking until someone asks a question. Um, so, thank you, Jenny. Thank you. Um, Jenny, I appreciate that. I'm glad you're enjoying the stream. Uh, good to see you in the chat. Uh, Kalud, how many hours should I watch to have a good accent? I don't think it's about, like, how many hours you should watch. I think it's more about, like, useful practice. Um, and to have a good accent, I think, is actually you should practice at home. So you might feel a bit silly, but, you know, you watch someone say something on TV and you try and copy their accent. So you practice and practice. You know that they say, hello, how are you? And you can't quite get the accent right. So you go, hello, how are you? Hello, how are you? Hello, how are you? So it's not about how many hours, it's about how much useful practice you do at home. And remember, there are different accents of English. Uh, so there's American accent, there's British accent, uh, there's Australian accents, there's lots of different accents in those countries. Um, so I would say absolutely, you know, try and keep it consistent as well. You know, if you're going to learn English, go, do I want to sound more American or do I want to sound more English? Um, or do I want to sound more Australian? Uh, and then when you kind of decide I want to sound more British or, or more American, then you practice more in one or the other. Uh, Kalud, thank you. I'm glad you like my accent. <laughs> I have a Southern British accent. So I, I have an accent from the South of England. Uh, the South of England, London area, is my accent. Um, Amanya is asking, how can I become a good transcriber and have all accents or speeches? I'm not sure what you mean by transcriber. I'm not sure. But again, with the accents, practice, practice, practice. Find an accent you like and copy examples of this. So just practice. Do a little bit every day. 
promise yourself you're going to do something every day and then, you know, each day tick it off. I did it today, tick. I did it, tick. I did it, tick. Uh, Sagittari, how can I have better skills uh, in writing? How can I have better skills in writing? Um, so, writing's a difficult one. Um, and I would say if you have someone who speaks English that you can write to, write to them in English. Um, they don't have to be fluent in English, but start just practice writing to someone in English. Um, and it'll start off quite difficult and you'll think, oh, it takes me so long. But the more you do it, the quicker it'll get. So if you have someone that you know that you can write to in English, start writing to them in English. Um, and then if you do have an English friend or someone that you know who speaks good English and you can go, is this right? And then they can say, oh, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. Um, but that's how really you do it, is sort of to do it. And then if you get something wrong, someone tell you how to do it better. Nat Putch, why do we say if I were you and not if I was you? So anything that we call it a hypothetical situation. So I'm going to write that down for you. Um, hypothetical situation. A hypothetical situation. And this means a situation that hasn't happened or isn't, you know, I have to imagine a different situation. Um, and so anything that is this, we say if I were if I were on a beach right now. I'm not on a beach right now, but in my imagination, I'm thinking what it would be like if I were on a beach. Now, a lot of English people do say if I was. So if you do say if I was, it's not a big mistake because a lot of English people say it as well. So don't worry too much if you do say if I was. But if I were in your shoes, I would do this. It's anything where you're imagining a different situation. If I were an astronaut. I'm not an astronaut, so I'm imagining what it was like to be an astronaut if I were an astronaut, is why we say it. So um, let me do that as a slide. Um, when I was an actor versus if I were an astronaut. So the first one, when I was an actor, you're talking about a time where you were doing this. Um, when I was an actor, I was an actor. This is something that happened in the past. Whereas if I were an astronaut, we're talking about a situation that we're imagining. So I hope that helps. Um, you have a little bit more time to ask questions. So if there are any more questions from you, please send them now. Um, I'll give you about two minutes from now to send me a question if you have any. Uh, so let me know. Let me know if you do have any. Um, it's quite fun answering these questions. Uh, I really, really enjoy doing these. Uh, Khalud has written a lovely, lovely comment. I want to tell you a compliment in Arabic. Uh, and it means that you are good at explaining. Thank you. That's so sweet. I wish I could say it. My Arabic is not so good. Um, so unfortunately, I, I, I can't 
fully understand what you're saying, but I would love to learn. I would love to learn a bit of Arabic. It's a beautiful language. I love the way Arabic sounds. So, um, I think that's it now. I think because I haven't had any more questions. I think I'm going to end the question and answer stream. So thank you all for watching. It's been a lot of fun. I always enjoy answering your questions. I'm going to go on uh, a little bit of a break now. So I will be back streaming at the end of August, from the 25th of August. So I will be away for two weeks, and then I'll be back streaming for all of you at the end of August. So thank you uh, for all of your support. Thank you for watching my streams. I always really appreciate it. And I look forward to seeing you all at the end. Thank you, Nat Perch. Thank you, Sagittari. Um, thank you, Mimin. Oh, you're all so wonderful. And I can't wait to see you all at the end of August. So see you then. Bye-bye. Uh, Thank you. And uh, danke, Arezu. Das freut mich mega. Vielen Dank. Bye-bye, uh, everyone. See you later. Bye.